0: Welcome back to This Week in Film. It's the weekly podcast, apparently, where we get together every week and talk about the movies we've seen, or once a month. Uh, i Nick Ferranto, joined as always by Midwest Matt Lauer. Matt, how is it going? It's going great, Nick. How are you? I'm doing all right. It's been about four weeks since we recorded an episode, but to the viewer at home, they only missed two for our summer vacation. I think they're listeners more than viewers. Although
1: I do like the idea of someone at home just staring at their stereo. <laughs> or Angrily. phone or whatever they stare do people have stereos anymore? Sure. Sure, yeah. Sure, yeah. Alright. Don't stare um, at your controls if you're driving.
0: <laughs> staring at the 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 dial. dial. <laughs> yeah. I don't think cars have dials anymore. <laughs> Uh, Welcome back to This
1: Week in Film, the podcast where we don't know anything about
0: technology. <laughs> yeah, so I was using my Walkman yesterday. <laughs> um, all right, Matt, I assume you've seen a few movies. You are right. <laughs> and I've seen two in the last four weeks. I uh, I took a break. So um, I think this is going to be a Matt-heavy episode. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to it
1: I haven't even counted the movies I've seen Hang on a second One, two, three, four, five (laughs) Technically I saw six But I watched Independence Day over Skype with Scott And um, Uh I don't think we even heard a single line in the entire movie So I won't review that one
0: (laughs) Uh, Great Um, We should do a commentary track for Independence Day That's a masterpiece <laughs> and um Alright, well what did you see, Matt?
1: Oh well I started with uh I saw a movie called Hell
0: Baby. Um I saw a movie Oh, I've seen Hell Baby. Did you? I think so with uh Um what's the main guy's name? Cordry. Rob Cordry. Yeah, Rob Cordry's in that. Dan Marino not Dan Marino, Ken Marino. I don't know. Uh, it's from is. a
1: couple years ago, right? Yeah, it's uh, something that popped up on some form of media where I see people's movies. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh,
0: Yeah, okay. Yeah, I saw Hell Baby. All right.
1: Um, something tells me you're going to have a different take on it than I did. Uh, <laughs> I, I saw Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, finally. I saw Toy Story 4. Oh. I saw Tremors oh and
0: i saw spider-man far from home oh okay great you did see it yes i i i I still haven't it's been it's been like two weeks and i still haven't seen a spider-man movie in the movie theater well what did you Uh, see nick well you're in luck because i saw the movie star trek from 2009 uh and I watched Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest, oh, from God. 1992.
1: Oh, God. <laughs> My name uh, is Betty. My logic is a retty. Potato in the jacket <laughs> and toys in the attic.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yep. That movie features a rapping wa- Robin Williams because it's 1992.
1: Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. So what uh, should we start so with? What do-
0: Let's start with one of your many movies. Oh, fair enough. Uh, How about we go ahead and start with Hell
1: Baby? Because I literally have one note under this. And it Uh says, not funny.
0: (laughs) I liked it. (laughs) But it, it stars all the comedians that I like.
1: Uh, you know it's what? A... It includes some comedians I used to like till I saw Hell Baby.
0: Uh-huh.
1: <laughs> yeah, I realized uh, as much as it offends me when a movie thinks it's really smart, it offends me even more when people think they're funny and they're not trying at all.
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. although I didn't think the movie... Go ahead. Go ahead. Um,
1: although <laughs> Kumail Nanjiani I still like. 'Cause he was barely in the movie and the only joke was that he was the cable man. And so I'm gonna go
0: ahead and keep enjoying him. Everyone else could just fuck off. <laughs> uh, I remember enjoying it. I was like, This is fun. This is fun. But it stars like um did you ever watch the show Children's Hospital? No. Oh, it's like the whole cast of Children's Hospital, which is a great show. It's like one of those fifteen minute long adult swim live action shows. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's like it takes place in a, a hospital for children and uh, it's very silly. And this movie was like if those guys got together to make a horror movie and uh, I, I got it. It was in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, I didn't think it was. I didn't think it was perfect or anything, but uh, I definitely remember enjoying it.
1: Yeah. Car- Karina was laughing then <laughs> she'd look over at me every now and then and be like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just given death daggers to the like you know like death stairs to the tv
0: yeah arms crossed yeah i took head, a shower at some point down. in the middle
1: of it i was like that was the best <laughs> part of the movie
0: um
1: I, 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 oh, there like for, a, yeah go
0: ahead isn't there in like a nudity scene with the the one girl from um garfunkel and oats
1: uh, is Oh, is that who that is? Okay. Um. Yeah, I, yeah, heard I can't Garma remember her Plenot's name right now. A long time ago, but um, yeah, where she's just standing there naked talking to him in the bathroom. She plays yeah. the sister of his wife. Yeah. So yeah. the plot of this movie is that a man and a woman move into a house and then uh, a lot of annoying people visit. Oh, uh, and she gets some possessed baby inside her. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's it. There you go good enough <laughs> this, the, this um, movie's not worth more time
0: <laughs> the um the guy who was in that ken marino he made another movie um about a demon that comes out of someone comes out of his ass and uh, i can't remember what it's called um but it's like one of those movies i've always wanted to watch but just haven't yet because it looks silly and uh damn i can't remember what it's called Hmm. It'll come to me. But uh, all right. Um, you want to talk about another one of your movies? <laughs> yes, yeah, sure. Um, how about Tremors?
1: Tremors. All right. So Tremors stars Kevin Bacon and Fred Ward mm-hmm. and a young lady who wasn't in a whole lot else uh, and a very young Ariana Richards, who most people probably don't know. But was also a young 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 child, whatever, in um, Jurassic Park. She was a little girl, uh, Lex, in Jurassic Park. Um, So, Tremors is a movie taking place out in... I don't know if they actually specify the state, but I think it's Nevada. Um, Generic
0: Southwest.
1: Yeah. And... um, What's going on in this movie is that people in a pretty quaint little town discover giant underground monsters. And it's, it's a lighthearted horror movie. And this movie is just so great. <laughs> it's like one of my really favorite is. things. Um, and one thing I never really realized before, but it had been a long time since I had seen Tremors with anyone who had not seen it before um so i was watching it with kind of fresh eyes and there are a lot of tiny little things in this movie like this movie's actually pretty flawless for as not you know it's not an oscar type thing um and for as non-serious as it is it's actually put together with a fair amount of care and um there are a lot of little stage setting things like drop dialogue that actually is really relevant to what's going on and Mm -hmm. little shots that are like, there's a camera, like a camera shot lingering for just like half a second on the tracks of the, uh, the Caterpillar, you know, the big, uh, machinery thing. Yeah. And like, that's really early in the movie, but it ends up being their way out of town towards the end of the movie. And, uh, some really nice shots and, and little tricks of camera stuff. like there's one moment where in this movie a uh, a car gets kind of sucked into the ground and the headlights are shoot there's a there's just a shot of it where the headlights are shooting into the air and then you know the car's been pulled under completely because one of the headlights disappears and then the other disappears. And there's a shot where these people are pole vaulting from like one rock to another, and I'm like, oh, that's actually a really nice shot. The the worst part of this movie is actually just the music. It's the music's terrible, but everything else is really nice. You got a lot of charming characters, um, and like the two main guys have really good like they're not on stage, so it's not stage chemistry, but whatever it's called in movies, film chemistry. No, that's not right. Screen screen chemistry. There we go. Yeah. So um, yeah, I don't have a whole lot more to say about it because there's not a whole lot more to the plot, um, but it's a lot of fun, and I'd recommend it in a heartbeat to anybody, and really anybody. There's there's not a, a kind of people that I would say don't watch Tremors. You're not going to like it.
0: Yeah, I've never come across anyone who has seen it that didn't that didn't like it. Yeah. Everybody, it seems to be a universally liked movie.
1: It's like the original Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, and and much like the rest of the Pirates of the Caribbean, unnecessary sequels.
1: <laughs> yeah, except they don't cost $300 million.
0: Yeah. Uh, or call their villains the ass blasters. Well,
1: they don't do that in the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I was saying <laughs> the Tremors sequels didn't cost three hundred million dollars. Oh, okay. you're right. The 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 they do have ass
0: blasters. I think that's the third yeah. one. I think you're right. And then the fourth one, they go back in time, right?
1: Uh, yeah, I think so. And then I I think at some point there was a TV series. I think you're right. I never but, watched the show.
0: Yeah, let's just pretend that there's one in Tremors. It's like the matrix. Um, But yeah, it's, it's a pretty flawless movie. It's very entertaining. Um, I I don't care for much of the beginning, like the setting up stuff. Like once, once it gets really going, it really takes off. But like the beginning is kind of boring. Um, like, like I get what's Kevin Bacon's job. They're like sewage workers. No, they're septic.
1: They're random handymen. They just kind of go from place to place fixing stuff for
0: people. And um, like, but that never, that never comes back into play again. Like their, their ability to fix things. They just kind of survive to the end of the movie. Spoiler alert. And um, (laughs) they just kind of, they just kind of make it, but like, they don't do it because of any of their skills. They're just.
1: No, in terms of them, in terms of what they're doing, being kind of relevant to the rest of the movie or what it has to do with the plot is that we're kind of seeing the layout of the town and the setup with these monsters through their eyes because they're trying to leave town to, to yeah. you know venture out and do something better with their lives. And yeah. so while they're trying to get out of town, they keep running across all the people who've been killed by these monsters. And there are a lot more deaths in this movie than I realized. You know, there are horror movies that come out today that don't have anybody die in them. And
0: this is the opposite of that
1: but it's really lighthearted and fun.
0: Yeah. It's a fun movie. It's, it's great. We watched it not too long ago and it, it totally holds up, but I I totally agree about the music. It's that mid nineties or early nineties synthesizer and twangy guitar. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. And like harmonica.
0: Yeah. It's, it's what you expect from a a movie that takes place in the Southwest. Sort of.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Just that one note. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yep, <laughs> over and over again It's like again. a
1: C-Sharp all the time <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, oh, I was going to say Um, Just lost the, oh yeah One of the reasons it does hold up real well too Is because this is, you know, back in the day of nothing but practical effects
0: And yeah. um, the practical effects are good They're great Like the, the giant worm thing looks gross and, and real enough and, um, what do they call it? A, a graboid graboid. Is, yeah. And, um, like the, the shots of it, like moving through the earth are really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like the practical effects are, are phenomenal. Uh, like when the one thing explodes, like that's really cool and gross. And then when, well, I guess it's the last one that like slams through the side of the mountain and then falls. Yeah. Like that's disgusting and awesome
1: (laughs) yeah it totally works well and like the the so the design of these creatures are like they're giant worms with beaks that have smaller snake-like tongue things that come out of their mouth and the snake-like tongue things that come out of the mouth have like a fair amount of personality to them like at one point it kind of growls at the camera and it's kind of it works they're they're (laughs) pretty menacing for uh for worms.
0: <laughs> all right. Well, if that's all you got for Tremors. Yeah, that's it. All right. Well, then I'll talk about one of my movies now. Go for it. Um, uh, so I watched Star Trek from 2009. <laughs> Sorry. I was expecting you to do Ferngully, but I oh, like the idea that you're guy. saving it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Star Trek is the J.J. Abrams... Um reimagining of the Star Trek universe, uh starring Chris Pine as Captain Kirk, Zachary Quinto as Mr. Spock, uh, and Eric Banya as the Romulan villain Nero. And um this is a good movie. Uh this is this movie is a lot of fun. Like it changes everything about Star Trek, but I don't care. Um there hasn't been a good Star Trek movie in forever and ever. And uh, this this movie is already 10 years old, which kind of blows my mind. Um, and uh, I, I, I like this movie quite a bit. Um, basically, the plot of the movie is it's young Captain Kirk going on his first mission. And uh, stuff happens and <laughs> stuff happens and he becomes captain of the Enterprise and they have to save the Earth uh, from... Eric Banya's bad guy character, and they do, and uh, it's great. It's a lot of fun. I watched it with my son and my daughter, and my son thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's his first experience with Star Trek, so um, that was good because I like Star Trek a lot, and um, and and he seemed to enjoy it. So that that was a lot of fun for me, and and it's a fun movie. Have you seen the first Star Trek, Matt?
1: yeah I saw this movie once uh with my friend Nick who forgot all about it. <laughs> we saw uh, this
0: together, <laughs> yeah, we
1: did, and I think we we both had the same experience with it um when we saw it then, so the first time you saw it um because it didn't start out great, and I think both of us were like, oh god we're this is this is kicking in with the cliches right away and Chris Pine's yeah. gonna be really annoying, and then the movie just kept getting better and better. And by the end, we were like, "This movie's a lot of fun, huh?" Yeah. And it was like the opposite of a lot of movies that we've seen
0: because, <laughs> yeah, instead of getting worse, it got better.
1: Yeah, and yeah, it was fun. Definitely,
0: the the weakest part of it is the beginning, um, especially when he's like a child and he's listening to the Beastie Boys and having the car race with the future cop. Um, but. Uh, because you know the movie doesn't suck uh, It's forgivable Where you're like this is just kind of fun um, And uh, and then when he's like a little older And he's like gets into a bar fight um, Outside of where they're building the Enterprise Because apparently they build spaceships on Earth And uh, he, he's like kind of a dick to everybody But uh, you know like his character grows Like he becomes better and, uh, like, you really like him. Like, I, I really like Chris Pine. He's he's really grown on me, like, a, a whole lot. Like, I never disliked him, but, like, now whenever I see that he's involved in something, I'm like, ooh, Chris Pine. Which was really disappointing for that um, Wrinkle in Time movie, which was awful. Because he's in that. Right. And, and it was... Oprah. <laughs> well, ooh. yeah, I,
1: i feel similarly about chris pine i've in pretty much everything i've always expected to not like him because he just looks Mm -hmm. like a douchebag but then all the time i'm like no you know this guy's a good actor and he's charming and you know Mm -hmm. yeah he's grown on me too
0: yeah he's good in wonder woman he's good in, he's good in all three of the star trek movies i don't care for the second star trek movie the into darkness i think that's just a bad movie but the the I third never saw one, that one the it's not good. Uh you never saw the second one or the third one? The second one. Uh it's not good. Um you're better off just going back and watching the Wrath of Khan because that's it's the same movie but done well. Um and then the third movie Star Trek Beyond is is a fun ass movie. Like uh, I don't know why it isn't more liked by people. It's like a fun action movie. Um that takes place with these Star Trek characters who are pretty well established at this point. And um, there's no reason that there shouldn't be five of these Star Trek movies, because, I mean, the, the characters are really good. The actors are excellent. And uh, did the they special make the are fun? No, they just made the three. Uh, and the third one came out, I think, two years ago. But there are no plans for a fourth one. They're like they're like concentrating on their their streaming shows now, like the Star Trek Discovery and the uh, Picard show that's coming out.
1: I didn't even know there were Star Trek shows on right
0: now. Yeah, apparently Discovery is supposed to be very good, but I'm not paying for CBS All Access or whatever it's called, so I'm probably not going to see it.
1: Is it a mo- is it um, a show that's only online? yeah that's weird
0: yeah but it's supposed to be excellent people people are raving about it so like people who like star trek are raving about it but they're also the people who are paying to see it so i don't know if that plays into it um but yeah like uh this star trek movie from 2009 even the bad guy eric banya plays like this over the top romulan and every one of his lines is just him shouting and it's terrific where he's got like this one line where he's like arguing with with Leonard Nimoy because Leonard Nimoy's in this movie, too. And he plays like old Spock who's come back in time mm-hmm. and he represents he represents the original Star Trek continuation timeline because this is like a new timeline because they're relaunching the whole thing. And uh, anyway, Spock gets into an argument with with Nero And Spock's like, you're mistaken. That never happened. And and Eric Banya's like, don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen. It's just a great line. And it's delivered so, so angrily. And uh, like, I wish that was a part of my everyday um, uses. Like, don't tell me it didn't happen. I saw it happen.
1: It has happened. I watched it happen. I saw it happen. Don't tell me it didn't happen.
0: Uh, I love it. And then uh, he's got a great uh, later in the movie. He's got a great moment where Spock is flying a spaceship towards his unbelievably large bad guy ship. Um, It's his ship is so unnecessarily large. It's ridiculous. Um, But uh, Spock is flying towards it with this tiny ship from the future. And he's like, he's just starts yelling fire, everything. And I'm like, who, who are you shouting commands to? You're just in the middle of this giant ship. Who can hear you? So, you know, it's got its flaws, but they're charming.
1: Man, I don't remember any of that stuff.
0: Uh, you should go back and watch it. That, it's a fun action movie.
1: I probably should.
0: Perhaps I will. Um, but yeah, that's really all I got to say about Star Trek. 2009. Worth worth going back to see And if you haven't seen it Go see it Go see it?
1: <laughs> go yeah, to the sure it's, uh,
0: Go to the theaters not to a- be there. Ask if it's still playing <laughs> <laughs> Imagine going up to like a ticket counter And just going One for Star Trek, please <laughs> Just seeing what the guy says <laughs> Um, what? One for Star Trek Um, it's not playing you, you oh. got you got the Matrix? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you mean John Wick? No. What? No. The mate the Matrix with Keanu Reeves and Larry Fishburne? All right. So, I guess that's the end of that.
1: Joke. <laughs> <laughs> um All right. So, uh I guess I could talk about um
0: Godzilla, King of the Monsters. Oh, uh, good. I'm excited to hear about this because this may be the only experience I have with the movie.
1: Uh, uh, for your sake, I hope it is. Um, huh? Spoiler alert: It sucked. Um, oh, it did. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, uh, it's a shame you were looking forward to it. I, I was, and and I mean this. This okay. So it's been like a month since I've seen this. So it's a, a, my my recollection may be a little rusty. Um, but uh, yeah, I went into this just looking for, you know, like a bad movie anyway. I, I mean, I expected it to be pretty hokey and just to see some monsters fight. And there is that. Um, there there is a lot more monster fighting, there are more monsters. But everything that was really done well in the first one, which was just the monster stuff. And it was just spread out across two hours. So, you know, it's like you don't see a lot of Godzilla. He's not on screen a whole lot. But when you see him, it's awesome. In this version, or in the second one, when you see the monsters, it's just like... It's a lot of, like, shots that are all the way back so you can see everything happening on screen at once. And, Mm -hmm. And that, as pleasing as that may sound that's really what the 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 opposite of that is what made the first one work so well in, in the spots where it did work really well. It was like you had a sense of how big the monsters were because you can only see part of them on screen or you're at angles that are, you know, from the people's angle, you know, you're down in the street looking up at this giant thing. And in this case, you are just like backed all the way up and you're like, Oh, okay. So this kind of looks like a video game where, you know, like Neo Geo or something where, you know, you got one monster on one side and one monster on the other side and they're street fighter yeah, it the, up. The health bar above them. Yeah. Yeah, and um, the bad stuff about this movie, I mean, other than that, like just the, the stuff that I expected to be bad, like the dialogue and the plot, it's just so, so much worse, so much worse than I could have even— anticipated and and by that i mean like it's corny but i also mean it's boring as hell like this movie's just got nothing to offer um and well and and then again when it comes back to the action i mean a a lot of my complaints here are about the action because that's the part i was expecting to be okay and so it's you know as bad as the rest of it is I think the only reason it pissed me off so much is because the stuff that I expected to be good was bad too. And so one of the other things that makes it not work as well as the original is that everything seems to move a bit faster. And, um, you know, I watched something about special effects on YouTube and and they were talking about Pacific Rim and how the first Pacific Rim works really well because all the, the Kaiju or whatever are, uh, and the Jaegers are moving so slowly, it makes their size give you the like it really gives you the impact of their size. And I think there's like it something adds
0: a weight to it.
1: Yeah, and then in the second one, things move like they're just like street fighting. You know, it's like Neo versus uh, Cap- uh Captain Smith, um, no <laughs> Agent Smith. Um, <laughs> R. it's me,
0: Captain <laughs> Smith of the Matrix <laughs> um,
1: Arr, Mr. Anderson <laughs> um, I see
0: turtles
1: <laughs> um, But yeah, I think this has a similar problem Where they, they just lost track of what made the thing seem so cool There's a lot of lightning breath You know, in the first movie it seemed like Godzilla really has to build up a lot of energy to be able to do his lightning breath. And so it's sort of like, like it feels like one of those things where maybe he's got like one in him, you know, like mm-hmm. per day or something. And yeah. Here there's a lot of lightning breath. Um, probably the coolest part of this whole movie is Mothra. And when your coolest part of your movie is a giant moth, you're probably doing something <laughs> wrong. <laughs>
0: now is the mothra in this movie a good guy or a bad guy
1: uh he's a good guy i mean it it, the movie starts out with it and it's kind of like i don't know supposed to be scary i guess in a way but it's really there's there's not much of the movie where you're like wondering or anything um
0: does does mothra have the weird asian singers that bring it to life
1: no but there is some like weird life stuff with it more like with it in Godzilla, and I mean, I, just just don't watch this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, one of the other, I things.
0: must know, I must know more. <laughs> well, it,
1: it, spoiler alert for a movie you should never watch. Uh, uh-huh. I think that Mothra like sings a song to Godzilla and brings him back to life at some point. <laughs> i might be remembering that wrong i might have fallen in it fallen asleep and just had a dream because the movie is, was so
0: bad and boring is, is the moth like just f- hovering over its body singing a song
1: yeah i mean like it's not singing in english or anything it's just like making noises and rainbow stuff's coming out of it or moth dust or something it's like pixie dust <laughs> um you're, you're, you're gonna end up watching this movie just to see this stuff and you're gonna be like oh he was right i shouldn't have watched this it,
0: it sounds so terrible it, it really is um what the thing that bothers me the most is that you said it's boring like oh yeah yeah really like is. i can like i can do with like terrible effects or stupid effects but like boring sounds really boring
1: yeah and bad acting and You know, one of the things I, I, I'm looking at my notes here and some of these things I'm like, no, I don't even remember that. Um, but like endless super planes, I don't even know what that means. (laughs) Maybe it means that they have a lot of planes that crash, but they keep having more. Oh yeah. That's it. Yeah. They just had like, like planes can, uh, these, these sort of weird planes that they have, they can crash and go down, but then they have another one at the ready whenever they need it. There's just Mm -hmm. like no stakes. Um, and for some reason, people can read way too much of the monsters' behaviors. Like they're, like they're talking kind of the camera and going like, "Oh, Godzilla's got one more punch left in him." And I'm like, "How do you know that? What are you What are you talking about?
0: <laughs> uh, what uh What's the What's the plot of the movie? Uh, like what? Uh, like why does the movie happen?
1: I don't know. Um, that's a very good question, in a
0: more more
1: philosophical sense. Um, why did <laughs> Cause, this movie cause, happen? Because money.
0: Um, yeah, no, which I it didn't get any of. I don't think.
1: Let let me let me think here. So, Vera Formiga, who's not really trying to act, and the guy from Early Edition, who's not trying to act, um, are husband and wife at the beginning, and they have two kids, and one of their kids dies. And he retires or something, and she works for some organization that has something to do with these monsters. And then Tywin Lannister's involved somehow. (laughs) 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 And um, uh, Mothra's being studied by this group, and then all the monsters get loose. I think, okay, so, so <laughs> I think they just all,
0: have all the monsters.
1: Yeah, I think they're all like they're hibernating or something in different areas of the world. And then through some sort of twisted logic, they end up waking them all up. And Ghidorah, which is like the three headed dragon, um, yeah turns out to be like a super monster or something and it's commanding the rest of the monsters except for mothra i guess who for some reason is a godzilla monster uh and so it's really godzilla and mothra versus these other monsters but just so we're clear they fight with Ghidorah, and the whole rest of the monsters don't do anything like there's this really cool looking giant um Like, woolly mammoth type thing. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, as soon as I saw that, I was like, hell yeah, I want to see that get in the fight. Nope. Nope. And at some point, I think they say that there are 17 monsters, but you see, like, six of them. And really, all they do is somehow they travel from wherever they are to be right where Godzilla and Ghidorah are. For, like, the last three seconds of this fight so that Godzilla
0: can be like, now you bow to me. and oh, it's Godzilla just, ends up being king of the monsters? Who would have thought? I didn't see it coming. Yeah. Um. Oh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, and there's some
1: sort of piece of equipment that they have that can, like, control them. Like, the humans have a machine that can, like, It's never quite clear. It's like, is it communicating with them? Or is it just debilitating with them? Or or like debilitating them? Is it some sort of sonic, um, uh, what do you, like tranquilizer? Uh, You don't know. It doesn't make any sense. And it just looks like a laptop. And it's really dumb. And there's just the worst lines. Like there's a moment where... Vera Farmiga is,
0: I mean, is that the girl from, uh, stranger
1: things? No, that's, uh, I don't know what her name is. That's the kid. But Vera Farmiga is the woman who's in like all the conjuring movies. And, uh, she doesn't, she has the appearance of someone who's not going to be in real movies, but somehow she is like, she, oh, is she the lady who looks like Robin Wright? kind Kind of of. yeah i think that would work yeah that's you're probably another right person and to the to the words towards the end or when she's about to die or whatever she's like long live the king (laughs) i'm like (laughs) what oh my god it's just it's so terrible And I guess there must be teleportation of some sort, because I have a note here that says teleportation glossed over. I don't know what that means. (laughs) Uh, It might be a bit like Game of Thrones, just like people can get wherever they need whenever they want. Oh, yeah, because they're going through this whole city and they need to uh find their daughter and they're just instantly there in spite of the fact that there's like a giant disaster going on. And there are no people. The other than the people who are characters, there are no people like in the world like these these creatures are fighting in a city that is just empty. Does it say what city they're destroying
0: Sanfran New York? I'm not quite <laughs> sure um that's a shame because, like, the best part of a Godzilla movie is all the Japanese people running away from the wreckage.
1: Well, and that's what I'm saying. Like, and and that was part of the 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 first one where there was this like huge like shock and awe moment when Godzilla's getting ready to come out of the water and the water level like drops because he's so huge that he displaced all that water, and then the people huh. realize they have to run and whatnot. And there's just none of that. It's just nothing has any impact or matters at all. It's, it's such, it's such shit. And the only people in this movie, as far as actors go, who are, I don't even want to say entertaining, but like at all redeeming is there's one guy from the West wing, the guy that plays Tywin Lannister, who's not on screen long enough at all. And, and, and the girl from, from, uh, from stranger things she's okay too uh there are a lot of unnecessary jokes and like things that just aren't funny um i'm pretty sure that they say oh my god zilla more than once oh god it's yeah it's just so bad it's so bad that's that's all i got
0: like that's in the trailer and i just figured that was like a terrible trailer edit where they're like oh look how clever we are but that's actually in the movie?
1: Oh yeah, that's in the movie.
0: Oh god. Zilla. Uh, mm-hmm. Ah, <laughs> uh,
1: Alright I would say if you have any other questions, go ahead and ask me, but like as I'm
0: trying to let just remember the movie, I'm like, I got nothing. Does it did you stick around for like a post credit scene or anything? God no. Cause they're supposed this one was supposed to set up the eventual Godzilla versus King Kong movie.
1: Uh, it, uh, man, if we did stick around for through the credits, I can't imagine we did. I'm pretty sure that I think Karina might have said, "Do you is there a, is there an end credit scene?" And I said, "Does it matter?" And we
0: got a. <laughs> did she also hate the movie?
1: Yeah, we saw it with our friend to Polly, uh, my old work wife. And, um, uh, it was, uh, Dipali and I like to see bad movies together. So we saw the first Godzilla together, um, and like the Jurassic world movies and stuff. And, uh, to her, to her husband's, you know, much respect to her husband. He had seen, um, fallen kingdom, you know, lost word, fallen kingdom with us. He did not come to this, <laughs> and his name's Tony. I turned it to Polly at the end. I was like, "It's a good thing. Tony wasn't here. She's like, "Oh God, he would have killed us or something." Um, yeah, no, none, none of the three of us enjoyed it. It was oh, okay. it was bad. And, uh, that's a shame, not entertaining. That's too bad. I mean to to say that I had more fun watching Lost World Fallen Kingdom."
0: is accurate and that says oh my something. god yep, that does say something yep oh i still haven't watched that yeah well i was gonna watch we it could i do was a, gonna we watch a recently on
1: that one <laughs> in person <laughs> in person i am not i'm not doing that unless you're
0: actually physically there with me uh-huh. uh huh. i was gonna watch it recently and i was like it's like two and a half hours long no it way sure is yeah uh. Uh how long was this movie? Was it crazy long?
1: I think it was three years <laughs> i, I you know
0: honestly I, I don't even know how long
1: it was it 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 did feel really long though I would
0: say it has to be at least two hours uh, okay um Oh, I did have a question. So, like the girl from the girl from Stranger Things, she's heavily featured in the trailer, and it's supposed to. It it implies that she's got like some sort of special connection with Godzilla. Does that does that happen? No.
1: Oh, great! She has the laptop thing that I was talking about. Uh huh. So, well, I mean, she knows more about Godzilla than most people would because, for some reason, she's like kind of working with her mom like she's her mom's sidekick and her mom's the one working on this like machine that communicates or tranquilizes or hypnotizes or whatever the monsters through this like laptop is
0: she the child that they're looking through the city for yeah okay
1: unless you're talking about clips that were from the very first minute of the movie in which case that's her brother that they're looking for and he dies
0: Huh.
1: all all sort of off screen you just see them it's kind of like the the first scene is from the first movie while that the first fight's going on and the they lost their son in that and they
0: were like alan i don't know Oh, what the kid's so it's like it's is. like uh it's like batman versus superman where you get to see what batman was doing during the fight with zod right
1: yeah, except in that movie, I was misled and going, oh, this might be a decent movie after all. And in this movie, <laughs> I was like, oh,
0: no. <laughs> yeah, well, when exactly did you give up on on the Godzilla 2?
1: The, like, at were, what point did you lose <laughs> all hope? <laughs> um, Pretty early on. Uh, pro- I would say probably within the first half hour. Really? Okay. Yeah. Or um, maybe the... F- no probably sooner than that because i think i was bored by like maybe 15 minutes in Uh uh-huh whereas batman versus superman i was pretty with it for maybe 40 minutes and then i was like you know i was like what why
0: was this getting such bad oh (laughs) (laughs) Uh, all right um so you want to talk about another one of your movies? Sure. I'll, I'll, I don't have a lot to say about toy
1: story four, so I'll do that. Um, okay. this movie is awesome. Um,
0: What's
1: it? yeah, there, it, 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 somehow it feels different from the other toy store movies, which I, I haven't seen any of them since seeing the third one in the theater. Um, but in my mind, I know that like I remember enjoying all of them and I know that every single time I didn't expect them to be that different from one another, but that they did feel like their own movies. Um, this one feels a little bit more like it, it, the setting and stuff seems different enough that it really feels like it doesn't it doesn't feel like it fits into a formula um, and it's a lot of fun and the jokes in it go in some directions that I really like. Like there are kind of horror elements in this movie. Um, at least for me, (laughs) (laughs) because like there are marionette puppets, but like they're meant to be creepy and there's humor in it. That is a little bit different. Like key and peel play two characters in this movie that have these sort of like cutaway scenes. That's a, don't fit in a toy story movie. They fit in this toy story movie, but like they're, that's a new element. And there are flashbacks like Keanu Reeves has a character. And in fact, I think you do get a bit of a flashback with um, Jesse, the the cowgirl from the second movie. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. He has a bit of that too. And his character is, he feels a little, a little out of place. Like he's introduced late in the movie but he's fun and it's a perfect role for Keanu Reeves. Cause I was like, how did Keanu Reeves fit in a toy story movie And he does. And it's great. Um, it, it, this may possibly be my favorite toy story movie, which feels wow, a, really, a, yeah, it feels a little bit strange to say, because there are some, there are some laggy moments, but I don't really mind when a movie lags a little bit here and there, as long as it's not mm-hmm. like Godzilla two. <laughs> um, but even with some of the downtime, it is enjoyable and it's got an interesting sort of flow to it. Um, there's not much Buzz Lightyear, which I didn't think I would mind because I don't like Tim Allen and I don't like Buzz Lightyear. But when he was on screen, I was like, oh, yeah, I, I kind of miss having this guy around now that he's here. Um, and one of the things that I think made this movie so enjoyable is I really like what they've done with the Bo Peep character. She's really cool. Um, Mm -hmm. I thought they had a different voice actress because it's Annie Potts that plays Bo Peep. Um, Really? And it's, that's who played her in the first three. And I didn't think that's who was doing the voice in this one, but she may have just like Annie Potts may be older than I want her to be. Um, And her voice may be kind of sounding different in her older age um, Uh because I really thought that it was somebody else. Um, But her character is just kind of philosophically different from the other characters and just kind of sees the world in a different way. And, you know, each um, each Toy Story movie kind of addresses some sort of existential kind of question Um, and this one's a little bit, you know, it's got its own new question and I've heard some people liken it to like, what is it like to be an adult, you know, almost like toys play adults and then they have their like, sort of like have their children and like what, what purpose do they have if the children move on and stuff? Um, and, and I don't really maybe because I don't have kids. I didn't really think about it quite the same way, but I like what's being raised here in this story. And when it comes to, you know, like the quote unquote bad guys in the movie, like what kind of questions do they raise? What's their issue and how does it work with the other characters in the movie? It's really cool. There's a lot of cool relationship stuff between the different characters. And I, well, I think probably all the Toy Story movies have made me tear up or almost tear up. This one did too, but it wasn't like a it wasn't like a sad scene, it was more like a oh, that's really heartwarming kind of thing. Um okay. And I was expecting like, you know, like a Toy Story 3 tearjerker, which I don't actually remember. I don't remember what was so dramatic about Toy Story 3, but I remember everyone being like, "Oh my god, this is terribly yeah. sad." um this one's this one's not quite so terribly sad, but it is it is pretty uh i don't know man it's really cool it's really cool and and you've got woody kind of there there are a couple things that he has to think through that I feel like when they come together they happen a little quickly, but he's having to think through different stuff about himself. And I've never really liked Woody all that much. Like, I haven't found mm-hmm. him to be that interesting of a character. But in this movie, I'm like, oh, okay. What he's wrestling with is, is pretty interesting. Um, and I know I'm talking very vaguely about a lot of this, but that's because I don't want to spoil anything. Uh huh. Um, but, and, and the look of this movie is just nuts. Like, they, I, I, I think every time I've seen a Toy Story movie, I've been like, wow, that looks really good. Um, and this is no exception. Like it just looks amazing. And I think, I think we saw it in 3d and I don't think that the 3d adds anything. So, you know, like don't spend 15 bucks on a ticket or whatever it costs. Um, Uh but I would say, see it, you know, if if you, if you have the time to see it in the theater, go ahead. If you don't, definitely see it as soon as you can once it's on
0: video or okay. streaming
1: or whatever you call it
0: yeah I've from uh, I've heard that it was good but like it's like apparently not doing very well at the in the theaters like it's, it's not, not doing as well as they as they hoped yeah well, oh, that's too bad like Aladdin is blowing it out of the water
1: Ew, people are seeing like Aladdin. Aladdin
0: oh Aladdin's made almost a billion dollars
1: no way yeah wow I did not realize that that yeah, is Aladdin's
0: unnecessarily that's disappointing. Huge. Oh. It is, yeah. I didn't see it, but it just looks so terrible. Yeah. I, I've only been hearing bad things about it. Yeah. I hear Will Smith is the best part of the
1: movie. I have heard that um, as well.
0: That's yeah. not too
1: encouraging for me.
0: <laughs> uh, all right. So then, is that all you have for. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's it. Go see it yeah so fern gully the last rainforest from 1992 uh this movie is directed by bill croyer and it stars samantha mathis christian slater robin williams tim curry uh and jonathan ward uh who's a guy that you've never heard of no and uh and so basically this movie is everything that the early 90s told you was bad about the environment. And Robin Williams plays a bat who's been tested, it's got PTSD. he's been like yeah, he's got, he's suffering from horrible PTSD and he's escaped from a a human testing lab, like a medical testing lab. He plays a bat and they uh they they've done experiments on him so he's all messed up he's got like wires coming out of his head and everything that electrocute him and uh he's just a lunatic um and it's basically robin williams playing robin williams uh the best part about this movie is that it's only an hour and 15 minutes long (laughs) yeah which which was it is a long long hour and 15 minutes yeah uh i mean this wasn't terrible um uh, I I enjoyed it. I watched it with my kids. Um, my wife apparently has seen this movie a million times, and she heard it while we were watching it downstairs. She heard Christian Slater playing the pan flute, and she was like, "Are you watching Fern Gully?" And we were like, "Yeah." And she was like, "I want to watch Fern Gully," and she came running down the stairs to watch Fern Gully with us. Um, so she's she was excited about that. Um, this movie has a lot of musical breaks. Like, I think maybe every every 10 minutes there's a song break. And at one point they stop writing original music and just start playing the uh, human characters Walkman. And I forget the name of the song that's what that's playing. But like there's this long dance sequence of him just lip syncing to the music playing over the Walkman's headphones. And uh, so that's ridiculous. But uh, Uh, doesn't doesn't Tone Loke have a song in this? Tone Loke does have a song for some reason. He plays like this lizard that's trying to So the the plot of this movie is Samantha Mathis who is uh the girl from the um Super Mario Brothers movie. She plays Daisy from the Super Mario Brothers movie. Never saw She's it. She's a f- Oh my god, you've never seen the Super Mario Brothers movie? No. Oh my god. So uh- <laughs> Um, we oh, have to rectify that, uh, but I don't want to be a part of it. Uh,
1: yeah,
0: I suspect you would. Um, so she was also in Broken Arrow with Christian Slater. Oh. She's the chick from Broken Arrow. Um um and anyway, so Samantha Mathis plays this fairy, Christian Slater is a fairy, and they live in this magical Rainforest area called Fern Gully and just outside Of Fern Gully is Is a a logging company That is like destroying the rainforest And the fairies don't know About it because they think humans are Extinct that they went extinct thousands of Years ago but little do they know Humans are alive and well And coming for them and they've got This terrifying monster Of a machine that Chops down trees and turns them into Plywood and and uh, the the main guy, uh, Jonathan Ward, who plays Zach, uh, he gets shrunk down by Samantha Mathis's fairy character, and he goes and like inv- and investigates the world of the fairies. Now, if this sounds familiar to you, it's because it's the movie Avatar. It's it's a hundred percent Avatar, but without any of the dances with wolves sequences in it. It is, it is like, like if they didn't pay Fern Gully to use the script for Avatar, they've got a lawsuit because it is the, like it even ends the same with everybody gathering around their great tree whilst while this giant robot tries to chop it down. It's uh, so if you've seen the movie Avatar, you've seen Fern Gully, and if you've seen Fern Gully, you've seen Avatar, it goes both ways. Um but uh this movie was okay uh i'd seen it a lot when i was when i was a kid and it does not hold up to to (laughs) what i remember um like i remember liking it a lot when i was a kid and then i was watching it today and i was like oh god it's only an hour and 15 minutes i can make it and uh like i don't want to watch it again but my kids they seem to really enjoy it so that was that was nice now see uh, i
1: had never seen this as a kid and uh-huh. I did and I've only seen this movie once But I saw it when I was like 27 uh-huh. <laughs> uh, My ex Liked it or remembered liking it As a child <laughs> and, and, uh, and She was like yeah we should watch this it, it, It's actually probably the one thing that Has us evened out a little bit um, Because there was a long string of me wa- Making her watch movies and finding out They were terrible like batteries uh-huh. not included <laughs> um, and uh and she was like all right well we need to see fern gully and uh boy that we both of us were just kind of staring at the screens with our mouth or the screen with our mouths agape like what is yeah. this and yeah. uh and then you know like once once robin williams bat starts rapping I, I don't know if like if you could say that pulled us in or made us like it but we enjoyed that moment. Um uh-huh. and then for a while that was actually her phone ringing. Um like when her phone rang it would play Batty the ringtone. Scream scream or, uh, rapping his song. Yeah. <laughs> um and I have never gone back to this well um yeah other than that i've run across a clip here or there when it gets referenced in other things and it's usually the rapping bat which is enough to go like oh well, that's the best part of that movie um but i yeah i don't remember the rest of it being any better um so here's my question for you then since you're you're making the connections between that and avatar which one's better
0: uh avatar okay is better uh because avatar is more violent and uh and this one's like real cutesy and also has like a cheap animation feel to it it's from fox uh-huh. and uh yeah. it's definitely definitely missing that disney touch like um if you look at any of the background characters while while like in the in the ending sequence like the main characters are talking but all the characters in the background just have their mouths open and they're just (laughs) like their mouths are just open and at one point there's like one character who is just wearing a leaf over his privates and it's it's just one leaf like everybody else is wearing these elaborate like dresses with a lot of midriff but this guy's just got like a A poison ivy leaf over his junk and uh so it's really missing like a lot of the details i wonder if it's Um,
1: suggesting that that guy doesn't have much junk
0: (laughs) maybe um but if i if i had to choose to watch a movie again i would choose avatar even the director's cut which is like three hours long because i watched that longer version yeah it's not bad i like it i like avatar
1: okay
0: Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, there's a lot of songs in this movie and there are like a lot of unnecessary (laughs) songs. Like the Tone Loke song is just out of nowhere. (laughs) Yeah. Like, um, it's like a minute and a half too, or it's like, all the songs are really short. And, uh, and then at the very end, um, the credits start playing. My wife goes, is this Elton John? And I'm like, it can't be. And it was, it was Elton John. It's his first, uh motion picture song which uh which i guess first animated motion picture because he did the music for rocky five like he wrote a song for rocky five which i think was 1990
1: he did the music for lion king
0: yeah which was i think 93 or 94 um but yeah i guess that was elton john dipping his toes in the animated world um Uh, but it's 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 pretty terrible and it's it's full of it's full of early 90s um environmental messages like oh you got to watch out for acid rain um, pollution all this stuff like the villain of the movie is like this is the smoke monster from Lost and he he's played by Tim Curry and he like feeds on pollution and stuff but he existed in the caveman time so I don't understand how He can exist back then because there wasn't, like, pollution then. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But anyway, he lives on this machine that, that is chopping down the forests. And the main character turns the key to off. And he basically defeats Tim Curry. Tim Curry's like oh what happened to the pollution I can't feed without the pollution And he kind of like dries up And then he comes back as this creepy skeleton monster And then the main character plants a seed in its brain And he turns into a tree So that's how that wraps up Yeah
1: (laughs) Yeah I get uh, what you're saying with like the the non-Disney touch Because I remember like the Fox animation movies Being kind of just feeling really flat yeah. And kind of like a even in like their color palette it seemed like somehow it looked like it was colorful, but it still seemed sort of muted. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of weird sexual stuff that happens in this movie too that I caught. Like at one point the the main character guy um falls down a hill and and he like lands in this pack patch of mushrooms and he like his legs are splayed open and then there's just this mushroom between his legs and he's like moving it around to talk to the girl. And I'm like, "Well, oh, that's suggestive a little bit, but maybe I'm reaching here." And then she's sucking on the mushroom and you're like, <laughs> yeah. "Wait, what?" Uh and then later there's like this romantic sequence during another song where they're like in some underground cave and they're they're running together and dancing and then they're, you know, they're falling in love and They both stop and they look into each other's eyes and they kiss I think and then she does some magic stuff with his hands and he's like wow that's crazy and then he like looks down and it's then they both look down and it feels like they're both looking at his junk (laughs) and you're like you're like what is happening and then like it cuts away and they're just both flying and you're like oh so you're just flying. But you definitely were just looking at his junk. Like, <laughs> like and then uh and so then the movie goes on from there. But and then uh, he starts yeah. grabbing her by the hair and you're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but uh yeah, if if you saw this movie as a kid and you liked it, don't watch it again because it doesn't <laughs> hold up. But if you haven't seen it, it's probably worth checking out for I don't know. Maybe if you have seen it, it's worth going back for. It does not hold up as if when you were ten.
1: But yeah, um, it's really unclear whether you recommend this or not.
0: <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying to decide whether or not I should. If you got kids and you want to watch something pleasant, check it out. But if you're if you want to watch an animated film like by yourself, maybe pick something else.
1: Oh yeah, definitely. If you're watching It'll it be, on your own, definitely pick something else.
0: Yeah. Uh, i i don't know where i'm gonna put it on my movie ranking list so it'll yeah be i
1: remember it
0: being on you know some
1: some vhs thing like being one of the previews maybe it was like home alone or one of the ninja turtles movies or something it's like oh yeah see ferngully
0: it's this magical movie and then i wonder which came out first aladdin or ferngully Ninety-two. Well, I mean, they don't really relate to each other. Both, in any they both—they both have uh, Robin Williams doing a crazy voice acting. Oh, you're right. They do. Um,
1: get ready for a movie versus movie.
0: Dawn of Jill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Aladdin is ninety-two, and Ferngully is. What did I say? Ninety-two. Wow, huge year for Robin Williams voice acting. Interesting. Yeah. And that's all I got for Fern Gully, The Last Rainforest. Matt, you watched a movie about a Spider-Man. Yeah, and you know what that means. Oh, yeah. Yeah, a lot of these movies were in the theater, but
1: okay, so <laughs> here we go. Some preview corner. Angry Birds 2 oh, is a thing. I, I got nothing from the preview, so it it exists. Um then there's a movie coming out called Arctic Dogs, I think. Um, and it seems like it's... Are these uh, are these trailers just from Spider-Man or from all your nah, movies? No, these are from all the movies.
0: Okay, I was going to say. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, there's a, a, a kid's movie called Arctic Dogs that just looked like it had nothing to offer. In spite of having a pretty big ensemble cast, but like... An ensemble cast that's all of these, like, not quite that famous people. It's just, uh-huh. like, the opposite of having Robin Williams doing a voice for your cartoon. Um, And then I saw a preview that I was like, you know, remember when they were talking about having James Bond uh, be Idris Elba and, like, people got all pissed off because they're racists? And- uh-huh. So it, it looked like, oh, this is going to be a black James Bond movie. They're doing it as a cartoon, uh, but then he got turned into a bird.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I was like,
1: wait, what? The Will, the
0: Will Smith, the Will Smith thing? <laughs> yeah, um, that that trailer cracked me up the first time I saw it. I died laughing watching that.
1: Well, I definitely didn't see it coming that he was going to turn into like a pigeon. Um, so there's that. And uh, I think it might be called Spies in Disguise, but I'm not quite sure. That sounds right. And then apparently there's a new Adams Family movie, and it looks like they took everything that made the Adams Family enjoyable, and it's not there. Uh, New
0: Adams Family?
1: Yeah, this one's going to be a cartoon. Oh, God. Yeah, and it turns out if you have these characters not with. you know, actors with charisma, then they don't really look like they have that much to offer hmm. um I saw another preview for Dora the Explorer, and there was actually in this preview, there was one joke that um broke the fourth wall, and I've never seen Dora the Explorer, as you might expect um uh-huh. but I still got the joke, and it was really funny, like kind of like. I think the joke might be something like, can you say eucalyptus? she's <laughs> like looking at people and they're like, what? <laughs> it was kind of funny. Um, it, then I saw a preview for Trolls 2, which, uh, to my understanding, um, made rock music look like it wants to kill everyone. <laughs> uh, apparently the plot is that there are different kinds of music and... Um, They, I don't know. It's like the infinity stones or something like each stone is a different kind of music. And apparently rock is bad. Uh, lion King 3d. I don't even know what that means. It's not, I guess it's in 3d. I don't know. Anyway, still looks like great CGI. Still feel kind of mixed about it. Weird magic creatures, garden gnomes, awkward. I don't know what that means. All right. So, (laughs) <laughs> there there may be a movie that has garden gnomes in it. I'm not quite sure. Lion King again. Damn that's good CGI. Alright. Uh Terminator Six. Uh-huh. Um Dark Fate. Is that what it's called? Something like that. It's got Linda Hamilton in it, so I'm interested, but boy, the the it looks like And and again, you know, like I don't, I don't think special effects are the uh, the reason to go see a movie, but man, they're just phoning it in a lot. I was watching the the preview, going, this looks like the same, like actually, like the effects aren't even as good as like just Terminator Two effects. Mm -hmm. So I don't, I don't know, man. And then it seems like there's someone in the movie who's part robot. And they're saying, like, no, I am a human. And I'm like, is this the same thing as Terminator Salvation, where the person thinks they're human, but they're a robot? And I'm like, maybe the Terminator series
0: is done. You know, like, maybe, they're, maybe they ran out of ideas. Let's just stop. Yeah. Well, this one's got James Cameron involved, which is the only reason why I'm interested in the least.
1: Yeah, I'm willing to kind of go back to it, you know, and, and see what it's like. Cause I didn't bother with Terminator Genesis. Um, and I don't know, but anyway, it exists. Um, I got a typo here. So apparently rad pit is in space. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know why there's gravity near a space station, but it looks like there's some serious gravity going on there. um, And then I saw another preview for Joker, and the only thing that really came to me from that was wondering how it's going to relate to Suicide Squad 2. And I'm pretty sure it doesn't. Like, it's just going to be some sort of standalone thing. Mm -hmm. But it is kind of weird. You know, it's just like we're we're flooding the market with all these different um, comic book things. And, like, so it is going to be strange that there's, you know probably not too long after Joker comes out, there will be suicide squad two, And it's got, you know, Jared Leto or some other Joker in it. And then we'll have the Batman coming out and I'm just going, "Eh, I'm okay. You know, it's obviously okay to have the comic books, you know, throwing out these sort of, um, standalone things, but it's weird when we have a mix of things that seem to stand alone and these universe building things at the same time. It's just getting really murky.
0: Yeah. It feels like, with like to me, it feels like if the Joker movie is a success, they're just going to go forward with that as the Joker. Mm-hmm. And, and if it's not, they'll go back to the Jared Leto Joker and they'll just be like, that was an L's world story, you know, huh. like, like, I feel like they're going to pick and choose what becomes part of their cinematic universe. Um, Which is cheap.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, it just seems like more of like, they don't know what the hell they're doing. Yeah, Uh, these DC
0: movies are just... just They're just throwing spaghetti at the wall.
1: (laughs) Spaghetti, specifically, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, no, I'm with you. Um, Yeah, well, all right. Well, that would be weird. That would be really weird, because as much as Jared Leto sucked... And that whole movie sucked, and that Joker sucked. It's going to be kind of strange if Harley Quinn, as she is in the Suicide Squad movies, or movie, is uh, is hanging out with this Joker. <laughs> like, that's going to be a right. s- strange combination. Yeah. But anyway, Spider-Man, Far From Home. All right. Uh, this movie wasn't great. Um, it wasn't okay. So the plot is (sighs) Tony Stark is dead. Well, that's like 90% of the plot right there. (laughs) Seriously. There's not a, uh, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but it feels like there's, there's not a scene in this movie that doesn't have Tony Stark's head in the background. Um, it's, it's kind of annoying. It's important to the plot because, the character you know the the peter parker character is kind of dealing with the loss of tony stark uh-huh. um, although some of it's not you don't you're not really seeing him grieve you're just kind of seeing him overwhelmed and so he wants to go on vacation and that's pretty much it uh he wants to ask out mary jane or mj And, um, so stuff happens, like superhero-y stuff, bad things that he needs to do something about. Um, and that's pretty much the plot. Um, the, the second half of the movie is where the plot kind of gets going. The first half's pretty draggy. It's, I think, meant to be funny, but there's not, there's not very good humor in the first half of this movie um and it even had me wondering if i enjoyed homecoming as much as i thought i did and that's a shame Uh because i'm pretty sure i'm pretty sure i did (laughs) but Uh um but it has me kind of not excited about the idea of ever watching that again um it's not terrible and once it does pick up it's like oh okay i'm having fun again here um but it's disappointing that like like a lot of the first half is, you know, like jokes around like Ned, his friend, who uh-huh. is kind of annoying in this movie and not nearly as funny and looks like he's like 35 years old. I'm not sure what's going on there because he's not supposed to have aged five years during the uh, what they call the blip. Uh-huh. Um, so they don't, they don't call it the snap? No, they call it the blip and they do address it a bit. They do kind of explain at the beginning, like, Hey, half the people at school disappeared for five years. Um, for some reason, some of the folks who were in this school five years ago are still here. Although now they're five years older and handsome. Um, (laughs) and so, so Peter Parker's kind of in competition with this one guy for MJ's affection. Uh, but, you know, like, seriously, like, it seems like a fair amount of the charm from the first one is missing from this. Uh, the People are a little bit more, it's kind of, like I said, kind of annoying. Um, there's a fight scene with a monster creature thing that's made of water. And it feels like it looks about as good as the Sandman did in uh, Spider-Man 3. Oh no! Yeah, it's not great. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, it's. It, I think the further I get from this movie, the less I like it. Uh, I, I, I was having fun in the second half, but a lot of the humor is really clunky and and doesn't quite land. Um, and oh yeah, here's a side observation: <laughs> Jake Gyllenhaal. Has a Muppet mouth. (laughs) If you if you notice his mouth at all in this movie, you're gonna be like, yeah, it's like it's like a flat half circle. It's weird. It's really weird. Um, the The interactions between Tom Holland and or uh, between Peter Parker and Nick Fury in this movie are pretty funny. Um, they're kind of inconsistent and there's some strange things that by the end of the movie sort of make sense, but still seem kind of weird. Like this new character that Jake Gyllenhaal plays and Nick Fury are like, basically like, Hey, we're, we're here and we're super powerful. So, uh, Spider-Man who doesn't really want to be Spider-Man right now. What do you want us to do? What's the plan? And like he's always the guy who's supposed to have the plan and be leading things. And like I said, it sort of makes sense but it it sort of doesn't. Like I, I don't want to spoil anything. So so it's like one of those things that kinda makes more sense once a few things have come together. But while you're watching it it's like that's weird. And then at the end it's still kinda like, I don't know, that's still kinda strange. Um because there's just this weird dynamic of Spider-Man being ch- in charge, but also being bossed around. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I you know, like I said, I, I feel like the further I get from this, the less I like it. Um, and I'm on the opposite way with Toy Story, where I really enjoyed it, and like the further I get from it, the more I feel like I enjoyed it. Oh, interesting. It's uh, it's very avengersy like this does not feel like um its own movie like spider-man homecoming felt a little bit more like it wasn't in the avengers universe whereas this is like hey the avengers aren't here but this is definitely still an avengers world movie it's not a spider-man movie and there's a lot of peter parker as the new Tony Stark, but not really. Uh, I, I, it's hard to talk about without spoiling stuff. Um, and there are just some things like there's. So he, he gets a bit of technology at some point in this movie to work with. And let's say he accidentally does something stupid with it. And then instead of solving it in the most sensible logical would be the first thing you think of kind of way it's dumb and he's got to do this stupid (laughs) thing instead. And uh, (sighs) yeah, this movie wasn't great. If you get a chance to go to the theater in the next like week or two, I'd say go see toy story four instead. I think Uh you'll enjoy it. I mean like, like I don't think you Nick will walk away from this not having had fun. But I do think if you're expecting like Spider-Man Homecoming again, but just yeah. a newer one, you're, you're probably going to be a bit disappointed too. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Um, there, there are some fun spots. Like there's, there's, um, Hmm. I guess that hmm, without, artistically so I'm trying not to spoil stuff here but there there are a few scenes like maybe like two scenes where there's a different sort of artistry that gets to happen I mean it's still mm-hmm. CGI stuff but it's way more abstract than what you're probably used to and yeah. that's pretty cool and it almost seems like hey if this were a ride at Universal Studios this would be a fun ride right now um, and it does work effectively for putting spider-man in like a weird place where you're like oh how's he gonna handle this um and so that's pretty fun and then how he does handle it's pretty not creative but like it's still fine that's it this movie's fine
0: yeah uh, that's the end that's how i felt. that's uh i think that's how i felt about ant-man and the wasp where i was like it's fine yeah like i don't i don't dislike it it wasn't bad but uh i'm not sure i want to watch it again
1: yeah I, I haven't seen that one, but yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's definitely how I feel about this. There yeah. are two um, two end credit scenes, and uh, or like one's mid credit, and then there's an end credit one, and the end credit one's stupid, and I don't even know why it's there. But the mid credit one is is pretty cool. It's it's it might be the funnest part of the whole movie. So it's kind of a shame that it's uh not actually part of the movie. Um, yeah, so that's it. Oh, and and Happy Hogan, and which is just a terrible name, and um, <laughs> Marissa Tomei or Aunt May have a love thing going on. There's a lot of like love things going on in this movie, and when it comes to the stuff with like Peter and MJ, it's great. I kind of liked her in the first movie anyway. I know you weren't a fan of the whole like, oh, my name's MJ, um, but she's she's great in this movie, and the 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 two of them plot of their courting or whatever is the best part of this movie um but you've got these other romantic things going on that are thrown in and it's like this with Ned it's annoying and then with Marissa Tomei and Happy Hogan it's just it's meant to be kind of awkward but it's really awkward and maybe some of that's the fact that like Marissa Tomei and John Favreau do not make a couple <laughs> okay i mean he just looks like a hairy sweaty man um so anyway yeah that's it
0: all right cool yeah definitely gonna check it out uh i just don't know when um things have been crazy around here uh all right well then that brings us to the part of the show we both love the most where we have to <laughs> rank the movies we've seen um i'll go first um what did I watch this week? Oh, the Star Trek. Um, I'm going to put Star Trek. Jeez, it's been a long time since I looked at this list. Uh, let's see. I'm going to put Star Trek in the new number 20 spot between Overlord and Dancer in the dark. And I'm going to give this movie three and a half stars. And it's a total recommend. Then the other movie I saw was Ferngully. And I'm going to put that down. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to put it between... I'm going to put it in the new number 50 slot between Teen Titans, the Judas something, and Batman Ninja. And I'm going to give this movie two stars. Yeah, two stars feels right. Um, (laughs) As far as the recommend... Um, <laughs> like Nick's like, hardest decision ever. Ah, uh, like, like the question is supposed to be, do you like this movie? Is- like, yeah. It's like, would you give it a heart? Like, would you click the like button? And I'm going to have to go with yes. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So that's locked in there. You
1: heard it here. Everybody, Nick wholly <laughs> endorses Fern Gully. <laughs> Go see I, it
0: as soon as you can. And Matt, that brings us to your list. And you got a whole uh, lot of additions lot to place to make. here. So uh,
1: fortunately, I went through ahead of time and did this. And man, can I tell you, my list is jacked up. <laughs> like, so is mine. I am unhappy with my list. <laughs> at the end of the year, however long we go for this list, we have to like do a version of it resorted and just compare them side by side. Because there are yeah. things that do not belong where they are. And
0: it makes it pretty hard to place things. Like, do you still (laughs) feel confident about the number 16 placing of Dark Phoenix? Um, it could
1: go, it could probably go a little lower. Like, it's not as, it's probably not, oh it's all right. Brightburn should be moved down further than it was. Um, trying to place, well, here, I'll go in order and I'll tell you when I get there.
0: Um, okay. So, Tremors is going right under the Sixth Sense. Oh, in between Avengers: Endgame and the, and the Sixth Sense in the new number six spot. Yes, Tremors. And then in the new number seven slot. I'll well, stand by. How many stars would you give Tremors?
1: Oh, right. Uh, how do I? How many do I have? Five.
0: Um, Five. You can go half Four and six. a half. Four point. Five, and I'm guessing that's a recommend. Absolutely, yeah.
1: And then in the new number seven slot is Toy Story Four. Wow, all the way up
0: there. Toy Story Four, one, twenty-two. And uh, how many stars for Toy Story Two?
1: For Toy Story Two, uh, I'm sorry, for Toy Story <laughs> Four. <laughs> yeah, um, I will give Toy Story Four. Uh, four and a half
0: stars, four and a half stars. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And that's a, I'd give it four and a quarter if I could, but yeah, uh, yeah. total recommend. <laughs> All right. And then what's, what came next for you?
1: Uh, okay. And so this is the tough one, um, because then I've got Spider-Man far from home mm-hmm. and I'm looking at putting it between, I don't know where it goes in relation to the John Wick chapters two and three, cause I put them together. Uh-huh. Uh, huh. uh, doesn't seem as good as some parts of Bumblebee, but it's better than other parts. Uh And then I feel like it's not as good as Snowpiercer, (laughs) (laughs) which is like two slots lower. So Uh I'm going to go ahead and put it between John Wick Chapter
0: 3 and Bumblebee. Uh Wow. Well, see, I have John Wick Chapter 3 and then 2. That's fine. Then put it between between... John Wick Chapter two in Bumblebee. That's Okay. That's right. well, it's, it's uh, still pretty high up there on the list.
1: Yeah, I know. It's it doesn't feel right at all. This whole thing is just it's it's gone off the rails.
0: <laughs> uh how many stars would you give it? Uh, two and a half. Two and a half, all right. And would you l- recommend it or like it? Uh um, Would you man. click the heart? No. No.
1: I wouldn't click a heart, but I might recommend it. I don't know.
0: It's art.
1: <laughs> I'll give it a soft yes. I know it's just yes or uh, no. But okay. We'll go with yes. We'll go with yes.
0: Yes, okay. Yeah. I,
1: right. I I might just, you know, once I once I've had more space from it, I might be less dealing with the disappointment or I might mm-hmm. just hate it more and more. Let's find out. <laughs> A couple right. months from now, I'll tell you where I'd rather put it.
0: We'll have our... At the end of the year, we'll have our list review episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds thrilling.
1: Well, and sometime soon we'll have to do the uh, the Marvel hierarchy thing, now that I've seen the Spider-Man movie.
0: Yes. Yeah, we'll have to do that, of course. And I am scrolling down. Where the he- What is my next
1: movie? Godzilla? Oh, yeah. Godzilla. Um... That is going in between The Mummy and Ocean's 8.
0: And to the new number 51 spot.
1: Actually, no, this should go even lower than that. I'm looking at some of the other things on the list here. Nope, we're moving it lower. Hold on. Hold on. Cut. And
0: we're going to paste that under the boy. Better than Dumbo. Yep. Yep. But worse than the boy, yep. which you've, which is a movie you've seen like eight times, <laughs> too <now>. many times,
1: <laughs> way too many times. But uh, I remember
0: seeing it in the theater
1: and not wanting to smash my head in, which isn't <laughs> true for Godzilla King of the
0: Monsters. Uh, I think they're making a sequel to the boy. Oh God, I think maybe I dreamed that. <laughs> it's a weird dream, <laughs> but yeah, enough. I don't know. Uh, How many stars for Godzilla 2? One. One star. All right. And I'm guessing that's a no. No. All right. And then uh, didn't you have one more? I did.
1: And it's going between signs and glass. And that's Hell Baby.
0: (laughs) You liked it more than glass. (laughs) (laughs) Hell Baby. Uh, Let's see but still better than Aquaman. <laughs> one, <laughs> one, two. Not as good as contagion though, which is, you know. Um, uh, how many stars for Hell Baby? One, one star.
1: Yeah, this whole section of my list, contagion, signs, Hell Baby, glass, the shape of water. those are mm-hmm. all like movies that I hate in part because they think they're something.
0: and that's a that's a no for hell baby from you right yeah uh okay great uh matt anything to plug this week
1: um man you know i swear i had something but uh i'm blanking right now so i'm gonna go with no
0: Alright, nothing to plug, but if you'd like to see what Midwest Matt has recommended in the past, check out the website thisweekinfilm.com Wait. Oh my god, breaking news!
1: Yeah, Uh, if I haven't ever recommended it before I've been listening to a show called Behind the Bastards, and uh, Mm -hmm. that's a podcast, and it's a pretty awesome way to get some basic like, history on certain people, like recently they did the the you know kim jong il kim jong un you know family tree uh history stuff so like check that out behind the
0: bastards mm-hmm. okay uh and uh there'll be a link to that show on the website thisweekinfilm.com. and you can find out anything else you want to know about the show there uh you can get in touch with us if you like by contacting us on the various social medias or you can send us an email <laughs> an email at this week in film at gmail.com and uh i think that's going to do it for the show matt you got anything else no that's it all right well if that's the end of the reel we'll see you next week in film see you then
1: I watched it happen! I saw it happen! Don't tell me it didn't happen!